Hey babes, welcome back to Holy Babes Podcast. We are on episode number 35. Today's episode is called Vision Killer. I also have a new mic today and so far I actually really like it. It's a really nice mic. You guys let me know how you guys feel about it. But anyways, we're going to go ahead and pray and then we can get started as usual. You guys know I have to pray before we start. So everyone close your eyes, bow your head, and we're going to get into our prayer. Father God, thank you for bringing everyone that's here listening, God. I ask that you help us to understand what it is we're reading. Um, let us not lean on our own understanding, Father God, that we instead look to you for answers. Holy Spirit, we ask that you give us the knowledge and the revelation that we need concerning this topic. Help us to be able to protect our vision through the authority that you have given us through the Holy Spirit, Father God. Help us to be strong and stand firm in your word and know your truths and to use your truths to combat the lies of the enemy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today we'll be talking about how the enemy tries to steal our visions. Satan will take and destroy the vision that God has given you. I think it's very important to understand how the enemy will try to kill and destroy and steal uh, the visions that God has given to us. So John chapter 10 verse 7 through 10 says, Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief who comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. This is Jesus talking. And the thief that he is talking about is Satan. So understand that your visions are not off limits to Satan. He will attempt to kill your vision. So today we'll be talking about how he attempts to attack our visions. But first, I kind of want to explain what I mean by vision. So by vision, I mean like an idea or a plan for the future that you feel came from the Lord. It can be anything like um, you feel like the Lord has put it in your spirit and in your heart for you to start a Christian clothing line, start a Christian business. Any vision that God gives you, any idea that God gives you, is going to line up with his word. So things like that. Sometimes God places something in our hearts and in our spirits for us to do, and we feel an urgency to do it. For me, God led me to start a podcast, and I stepped out on faith, and he wants somebody that's willing to see the vision and not only see the vision, but work towards making that vision a reality. He wants a child of God who is willing to go up against the enemy because the enemy will try to attack your vision. But as a child of God, you have to stand firm in what you know God has shown you, that vision. He wants a child of God who's going to stick to what he has shown them and work towards that, who's going to walk by faith and who is going to put in the work that's needed because it takes faith and work for a vision to become a reality. And then, of course, God can give you literal dreams and visions as well. So now with that being said, not everyone will understand the pull that you feel in your heart and in your spirit and the way you feel God is leading you to do something, especially when they are not a follower of Christ. The enemy knows that. He knows that and he uses that to his advantage. 
So from my own experiences, I have found that the enemy will use those closest to you to destroy the vision that God has given you. And it can be a close friend or a close family member. And of course, that sucks. But the enemy, he has no boundaries. Nothing is off limits. He's going to use whoever is willing to be used by him. And sometimes people don't even realize that they're being used by the enemy. He's going to use whoever is willing to allow him to use them just to kill the vision that God has given to you. He wants you to give up and he knows that we care about our family members and that there's emotions attached to them. And sometimes he's hoping that those emotions are higher than our obedience to God, which they should not be. So he's hoping that you choose to not do what it is the Holy Spirit is leading you to do and instead decide to listen to man over God. Even if that person is your family member, he's hoping that you listen to that family member over God. And even Jesus himself went through this. So if Jesus went through it, y'all already know that we're going to go through it because Satan hates the Christ in you. He hates the Jesus in you. So why wouldn't he attack your visions? If he literally attacked Jesus, which I'm about to read in a second, if he attacked Jesus, why wouldn't he attack you? Let's read Matthew chapter 16 verses 21 through 23. And I'm reading from the NIV version, guys. I always end up telling you guys that last minute. I'm sorry. I'm reading from the NIV version, which I usually do either NIV or NLT for those of you guys that are new here. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders and the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. So Peter was not thinking about the concerns of God. He was so focused on human things. He was in his feelings. He clearly did not want Jesus to die. I mean, he saw Jesus as his friend. Of course, he knew Jesus was the Messiah, but he, he's been spending all this time with them. He has a relationship with Jesus. And he's like, that, no, that's not going to happen. And Jesus knew that he had to fulfill his father's will, God's will. So again, verse 23 says, Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Now, when we think about the fact that Jesus literally told him that he would be raised to life on the third day, clearly Peter just was like, forget all that. You said you're going to (laughs) die. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, no, that's not going to happen. So even after all the miracles that Peter literally saw Jesus perform, he still had no faith. He still didn't believe that Jesus could come back again that he would come back to life and that he would be risen he it just he couldn't grasp that from the the fleshly mind because the things of God 
cannot be comprehended by human brains. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit, because without the Holy Spirit, we would just be lost. And that's why Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, because some of the things God tells me to do, I don't understand. But I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to lead me and to show me what I need to do, because I know it'll all make sense later. Now, initially, when I read verse 23, it was like years ago, and I was shocked that Jesus called Peter Satan. And this is before I rededicated my life to Christ. But now rereading this and doing the study that I did, I realized why Jesus called Peter Satan. The enemy was using Peter in that moment. Peter was focused on the bad rather than the good. He was focused on the fleshly matters. He was viewing things from the fleshly view instead of looking at things from the spiritual So Jesus told him to get behind him. Now, you guys know once this stuff started to unfold, everything that Jesus had said in uh, verse 21, once everything started to unfold, Peter started freaking out. He cut that man's ear off. And I know know y'all probably read that. Peter, so with that being said, Peter was just doing wild stuff. (laughs) And sometimes we all do wild stuff. And sometimes our family members are going to say and do wild stuff. And the enemy is going to use them to distract us and try to put doubt in our plans and put doubt in our vision. But as followers of Christ, we have to stand firm. We cannot let our own emotions rule us. We cannot let other people's emotions rule us. We have to use the authority of the Holy Spirit and learn how to stand in our authority. Jesus loves Peter, but he didn't allow his love for Peter to make him go against God. We can't do that either. I love God and I love my family, but I love God more. And what he says comes before their opinion. God has given me a vision. I'm going to follow that vision to the T and other people's opinions do not matter because they are not above God. They may say what they think you should do, what they think you shouldn't do. They're so focused on what could possibly go wrong instead of having faith in God, instead of having faith in what God is capable of doing. They are limiting God and they are dwelling on negativity. And just like verse 23 said, they are being a stumbling block to you. Don't allow yourself to trip over the opinions of other people. I also want to point out how Jesus was telling Peter what was going to happen. What was going to happen. Like this is something that's going to happen. He wasn't asking him what he thought about it. He was telling him what is about to go down. And Peter started saying, no, it's not. So... Understand that the enemy will try to put doubt in your plans when it's in the baby stage, before it becomes a reality, once it starts and you have the vision. That's when the attacks start. They don't attack once it's already here. I mean, they do once it's already here, but they don't start once they're here. They start in the beginning stages. So, in the beginning season... The enemy will attack you because he's hoping that it'll at least slow you down or 
try to stop you or put fear into you so that it won't happen. He will try to kill your vision so that it will never become a reality. The enemy was using Peter in that moment because Peter was not focused on the things above. He became a stumbling block to Jesus. He was in his flesh. And when you are in your flesh and your flesh is not stronger than your spirit, Satan is always lurking around the corner. Now, I want to encourage you guys not to get in your own way either. Don't allow your flesh to get in your way. Don't allow the enemy to try to put doubt into your mind, put fear into your mind, put anxiety into your mind. Don't let your emotions run you. When this happens, when you start feeling doubtful, when you start feeling anxiety, you start feeling fear. When this happens, fight back with the word of God. Speak scripture out loud and pray scripture over yourself. Leave no room for the enemy to take your mind off of what God has said and the vision that God has given you. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 through 4 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. That's going to be it for today. I pray this has been helpful and that you guys are able to take something from this. And now I'm going to pray over you guys. Father God, I ask that you bless everyone that was here listening to today's episode, Father God. I ask that you strengthen them, Father God, that you give them the strength that they need to go with the vision that you have given them, Father God. Help them to stand firm in your word, Father God. Help them to acknowledge all the stumbling blocks in their lives, God, and help them to be able to um, go over every obstacle that the devil is trying to put in their way. No matter who it is that he is using, Father God, help them to see it spiritually, God. Help them to see that our fight is not against flesh and blood, for it is against it. So I ask that you teach them to fight spiritually, God. Help them to know that to fight spiritually, God, we have to be on our knees. They have to be praying, Father God. So help them to continue to seek you, draw closer to you, God. Help them to strengthen their spirit, God, and weaken their flesh, God, so that they can be able to stand firm, God, and stand against the tactics and the arrows that the enemy is trying to throw at them, Father God. I thank you for all the beautiful visions that you have given to them, God. Help them to have the determination to go for those visions, God, to go towards those visions, God, and put in the work that they have the faith and the work that it takes to make those visions a reality, Father God. As did you lift them up, God, that they see you, God, and they see that you are working through them, Father God, and that through you, they can do all things, Father God, just as your word says. So I ask that you help them to feel encouraged, Father God, feel determined, God, and know that through you, these things are possible and that they can accomplish all the things that you have set for them to accomplish. All they have to do is seek you, God, and trust in you, Father God. I also ask that you protect them, Father God, protect them and have your angels around them, God. Let no harm come to them, God. Let the enemy not touching one hair on their head, Father God. We ask that you protect them, God, from the seen and the unseen, Father God. Help them to be able to see the enemy for who he is, Father God, no matter what form he is coming in, Father God. 
ask that you strengthen their discernment, God, and that you open their eyes to be able to see spiritually. I just thank you for being you, Father God. We just thank you. We uplift your name, God. We thank you for being so loving and forgiving, Father God. We thank you for bringing us all here to praise your mighty and holy name, Father God. We thank you for protecting us. We thank you for the revelation that you have given us. We thank you for showing us how to stand up against the enemy and use the authority that you have given us through the Holy Spirit, God. I ask that you continue to grow my brothers and sisters in Christ, God. We ask that you help them to see you for who you are as well, God, as they see the enemy for who he is, that they see you for who you are and the type of God that you are, God, and how you take care of your children, God. So I just thank you for the things you're going to do in their lives, God, and we praise your holy name and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. I love you, but Jesus loves you more. Stay holy and stay blessed. See ya.